Welcome to the Dimensions of Greatness podcast, everyone. Happy Monday. It's definitely a blessing to be able to come back after this snowstorm. Everything has been all over the place for the last few days, but how many know that God is faithful? And today we had 70 degrees almost. Everyone knows that the Texas weather is just so unpredictable and it will definitely (laughs) surprise you. And, And today it did in a beautiful way. There's no more snow. There's no more ice. And I'm grateful to God that I survived this ordeal uh, gracefully and that I was also in a place to pray for the people that went through a tumultuous experience and had to endure the cold and had to endure the loss of water, loss of electricity. There were so many different scenarios that came about. My internet was down. Um, That was the the extent of my um, experience with the snowstorm and and the um, the tragedy that took place in Texas. But um, I'm grateful to God that I was in a place, even though my electricity was not um, affected or my water source was not affected, I was in a position to pray for the people of God. I was in a position to pray for the people that experienced loss, cold, hypothermia, um, hospital visits, um, you know, just sickness due to the cold weather. So many people experienced so many terrible things. And I'm glad that God had me in a position to cover them in prayer. And I admonish you all to keep the state of Texas in prayer. We did experience lots of loss, lots of lack, um, and just something, it just came out of nowhere. It's something very unexpected, but God is faithful. And how many know that, um, the, the, Weeping only endures for a night, but joy comes in the morning. So ironically, um, today we're going to be talking about Simeon, who was the second born of Jacob. Uh, Reuben was first born. And um, we talked about how the anointing of Reuben represents creation. It represents creativity. It represents the foundation. It represents the birthing of a promise. It represents... um, the blessing of God being fulfilled in the life of the hearer, the life of the recipient. And so as we've been discussing possessing the land and dominion and taking territory, I find it very ironic that I haven't really discussed the main thing that ushers in and that inducts your promise. We haven't discussed promise, but today we're going to get into some very powerful truths concerning the promised land, concerning the word of God over your life so that you can take dominion and possess the promise, possess the promise. People don't know. uh, They think, um, and I thought this before too, that the term possessing the land means to receive a particular uh, blessing, but it's actually receiving a particular word. The word must go forth. The word must be established. The word is the realm and the the dimension that fosters the development of your promise. I'm going to say that again. The word is the dimension that goes forth and fosters the development of the blessing of the promise. We're going to get into some great things today. It's going to be awesome. I miss you guys. I've been in the word. I've been in praise. I've been in worship. I've been enjoying 
the presence of God in such a way. And if you've ever been in an intimate relationship with God where you felt like he was leading you in a particular direction and he was just pouring into you, love and growth and grace in a peculiar way, um, you're tuned in to some very heightened, your your spiritual senses are heightened as it pertains to certain things. And I want to hone in on promise today. It's not something that we could um, discuss in one sitting. Of course, it's impossible, but it is very near and dear to my heart because God has been getting to show me how he wants to fulfill in this time and in this season prophetically. But um, we're going to recap a little bit about next uh, last week before we get into this week. And then I'm going to also share some greatness for next week. Um, before we get to next Monday, I want to prepare the people before we get into Levi, the third son. He is awesome. There are so many awesome revelations and anointings that come with the blessing of the tribe of Levi. But right now, let's recap before we get into Simeon. Last week, we talked about choosing your land, choosing your land and taking dominion. There's a dual anointing that I discussed um, between the two tribes of Israel. Tribe one, which is Reuben, which I just said was the creative anointing. And tribe number seven, which is the tribe of Gad, which represents multiple things. The warfare anointing, a victorious anointing. Now think about that. The warfare anointing, the victorious anointing, the perfection anointing. We know that seven means lots of great things. And so Gad was the seventh son of Jacob. But uh, last week I discussed how they came together. Reuben and Gad came together to Moses. Like I said, the word is sent forth before, okay? And let me stop right there. Um, I was actually blessed listening to a, a woman of God talk about uh, the 12 tribes of Israel recently. And I was very, I was amazed and I was shocked that she had her congregation and she was teaching them about the t- tribes of Israel. But I was very pleasantly surprised that she said, um, it was a very short clip that I watched, but she, she said that, do you know why I talk about the 12 tribes of Israel every month? So every month she breaks down a different tribe. And so, um, and she discloses their purpose through the word of God, but by way of prophecy. So she will take, let's say, the tribe of Ephraim, and she will reveal what the Lord is releasing prophetically concerning that tribe. I was very moved by that because I understand why God would have her do that in the similar way that God is having me to do it. And um, I, because I've never heard anyone break down the 12 tribes, but like she stated, and like I've been stating, you have to, number one, spiritually understand the purpose of the tribes. You have to spiritually understand everything in the word of God. The word is spirit. The word is God. The word was made flesh and dwelt among men. People don't understand that the word being flesh and dwelling among men is not just Jesus being born of Mary and dwelling among men. The word was the word before Jesus was born. So the word was made flesh before Jesus was born. So the word was abiding with us through 
spiritual and natural and physical manifestation even before Jesus was born. So the 12 tribes were born through the word. Abraham, I will make you a father of many nations. That is the word. So what we do through the Dimensions of Greatness podcast is get people to first get in a relationship with God, a strong understanding, a strong and intimate understanding of the word God has for your life because the promise will not come before the word. So last week, I'm going to get back to the recap. I just wanted to say that before I I finish um, the recap from last week, we talked about Reuben and Gad coming together. So when Reuben and Gad came together, they said, I see this land. This land is beautiful. They had lots of cattle between the two of them. And um, some of the other tribes weren't into cattle. You might be into the beauty industry and your best friend might be into ministry. Your mom might be into baking and she wants to start a baking company and she wants to be the next um, famous Amos Cookies, but you might be into law. You might want your own law firm. And so everybody's things is uh, uh, everyone's promise or the acceleration of that promise through the word of God will be different. But this is the season of birthing forth. This is the season of manifestation. This is the season of laying hold, but you cannot and will not possess a promise, let alone a land. See, the land never has to be possessed. (laughs) The land doesn't have to be possessed because the land is the original purpose. Every time you read the word land, just replace it with original purpose and you watch what God will do in your life. Every time you see the word land, replace it with original purpose. I did that last night in my study time and I was so blessed. So I just want to throw that out there. So they came to Moses. Reuben and Gad came to Moses. Moses represents the word. He's the prophet. Moses is the word of God. So they take their idea. We want that land east of Jordan because we have cattle. We need the green pastures. We need a particular type of land. See, some people want to live in the city. I like to live in the country where there's land, where I can have a farm, where I can have animals. Everyone is different, but you take your heart's desire according to the assets that he's given you and that he will give you. And that's how you pursue the land. See, they had cattle. Those were their assets back then. They didn't have bank accounts. They didn't have cars. Their asset was the cattle. And I'm speaking in this manner to try to, um, expedite the fulfillment of the promise if you're willing to grasp and lay hold on on the revelation of God. And so they came to Moses, Gad and Reuben come to Moses and they say, we would like that land. And and, and, uh, Moses says, wait, hold on. No, 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 no. See, he said the 12 tribes must go in together. And that is the word of the Lord. The 12 anointings that God is releasing in this hour must cross over together. You have a warfare anointing. You know how to pull down strongholds, but you don't have the anointing to create. You're not going in. You have the anointing to create, but you don't have the anointing to war. You're not going in. You have the anointing of the promise. The promise has been released through you, through pro- released to you through prophecy, through dreams, through the word of wisdom, through the word of knowledge. God has spoken it to you. You have the promise. But then you don't have the governmental structure of Joseph. You're not going in. 
<laughs> so that's the purpose of breaking down the 12 tribes. So we're only on number two. Um, we did Gad. Uh, we didn't do Gad. I just threw Gad in there to sprinkle um, a little oil on the Reuben anointing, which is creation, creativity, starting a business, having a ministry, but you want your logo to be purple and pink because you want to attract this group of people. You have a creative anointing to cause designs to look like this and to cause your desserts to look like this and to cause your apparel to look like this and to cause your packaging to look like this. Creative anointings are coming forth and being birthed and they're coming into manifestation in this year, 2021, because the Lord is saying, I have formed you in the belly. I have formed this particular business in the womb of the spirit, in the womb of the Holy Ghost, in the womb of of the dimension of greatness. And so now it has to come forth in this hour and in this season for such a time as this. So today we're talking about Simeon. Simeon is the second born of Jacob. He's the second son, okay? Number two, you guys know I love to talk about the number two. Um, my daughter's favorite number is three. I never understood that, but the more I study, the more I, she, she's onto something with that. <laughs> three is a good number. Um, Two is a very great number. Two, the way that the Lord has revealed it to me, always means impartation, no matter what. No matter how you look at it, you can always, when you see the number two, just know that God is imparting a blessing. He's releasing a word. He's releasing um, a promise. He's releasing um, a revelation. Something is coming forward every time you see the number two. So Simeon's name means to hear. It means to listen. It means to obey instruction with action. This is the second son of Jacob. After Jacob has received the word of promise, after he's wrestled with the angel, I'm not letting you go until you bless me. He has a son Reuben. His first son is with Leah. The Bible says that Jacob hated Leah. <laughs> Genesis 29, 33 says, and she conceived again and bare a son. She conceived again. So the first birth was creation, creativity. You started that business. Now you're going to give birth again. You're going to bear the manifestation of the promise and you're gonna say, the Lord has heard I was hated. He has therefore given me this son also, meaning the Lord has established me with the creation anointing. That has been birthed. I have trademarked this name. I have LLC this. I have went to the state and gotten a business license. I'm birthing forth the firstborn. I spoke on the firstborn last for the last two weeks. The firstborn is a very powerful anointing. The first fruit is very powerful because it initiates the, the, the river Euphrates, which means to break forth. It initiates the breakthrough. So now you're giving birth to number two. You're giving birth to another seed. Another promise is coming forth. But now this this promise represents hearing, listening. Simeon means to hear and to listen. So you have the creation. God has given you something tailor-made just for you. Susie doesn't have this kind of business. Lisa doesn't have this kind of business. Your neighbors are in awe. Your coworkers are in awe. God gave it just for you. The, the ingredients are perfect. The design is perfect. The coloring is perfect. The graphic designer did a wonderful job. The spirit of the Lord is upon it. God is ready to move it forward. Even the accountant said you will make millions of dollars within a two year period and it's time to go forward. So now what do you do? You need an anointing to hear God. 
Simeon did so many bad things. He is the one that him and um, he actually lost the blessing. And that's why promise is the main thing that I'm connecting to this anointing because he lost the promise. He lost the blessing. And so God said in order to counteract losing the blessing, in order to hinder the spirit of hatred that was on Leah, when Simeon was born, the spirit of hatred was on her. Jacob hated Leah, but Simeon was born. So Simeon wrestled with hatred his entire life. He had a very fierce anger. He wrestled with um, a war. He was a great warrior as well, just like his brother Gad. But he was a killer and he lost the blessing because of that. Because everything good that God gives you, you can use it, you could you could do it, use it either way. And so God is saying, I want to restore the anointing of Simeon to hear what the blessing will be, to hear what the promise will be. Now watch this. I have some powerful revelations as it concerns Simeon and the promise of God for your life. Genesis 29, 33 and says, and she conceived and bare a son and said, Because the Lord has heard I was hated. He has therefore given me this son also because the Lord said I was poor, saw that I was poor. He has given me this business also because the Lord saw that I was sick. He has given me this healing ministry also because the Lord saw that I was sad. He has given me this wonderful marriage because the Lord saw that I was barren. He has given me this wonderful family. She called his name Simeon. I want you to feel the expression of the scripture. Because the Lord has heard my cry, he's given me this ministry. Because the Lord has heard my pain, he's birthing success. Because the Lord heard my shame, he's blessed me with blessings innumerable and called his name Simeon. So Simeon originally means to take away a pain, to take away an embarrassment, to take away a reproach. We're gonna get to that reproach. Ooh, this is gonna be good. It's his name means to hear, to listen, obey instruction. Okay, Matthew 18, 16. If ye will not hear thee, this is Matthew 18 and 16. If he will not hear thee, take with thee one or two more that in the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word will be established. I'm going somewhere with this. Second Corinthians 13 and one says, this is the third time I'm coming to you. Now this is Paul talking. He said, this is the third time. Third means to establish. Two means to impart. This is the third time I'm coming to you in the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. So now the second son is born. So now we're rolling. Now we're rolling. Now the promise is being fulfilled. Ooh, I went from one baby to two babies. I went from one business to two businesses. I went from one ministry. Now this ministry has a sister ministry. Now there's a church under this church. Oh my God. Hallelujah. So it's being established. The promise is being established. Simeon's anointing will establish the power of your promise in order to remove the spirit of turmoil, the spirit of hatred. We all have a spirit of hatred. Nobody hates me. Nobody hates me. Somebody hates you. If nobody hates you, guess what? The devil hates you. So God still has to roll the reproach off of that anointing so that it can flourish because if nobody hates your guts, the devil does. And the devil is going to make sure that you don't possess that land. That's why it's very important to discuss the promise as we go and possess the land, as we walk into dominion, as we walk into authority. That spirit of hatred has to be bound. The spirit 
of the devil laughing at you, mocking you, setting up stumbling blocks, setting up hindrances, setting up hurdles in your life that you cannot walk in to the promised land, those days are over with. Because God said, I'm going to take, let me, let's just get into the word. Let's just get into this promise because we don't have much time. I'm not even going to read the rest of the scriptures. I just want to talk about Simeon. Simeon is the second son, meaning impartation. Joseph was the governor. When they came back to their brother, they had no idea he was the governor of Egypt. But how many people know that when they came seeking refuge to be brought out of a famine land, a famine situation, a barren situation, a situation of turmoil where the land was not yielding progress or fruit. Joseph told the brothers, remember I said the 12 anointings must always go together. You can't have one without the other. How about Joseph tells Simeon, he tells the brothers, you go back and get your father. I don't believe who you are. Joseph knows who they are. He knows they have a father named Jacob. Joseph knows everything. But Joseph says, I'm going to take Simeon and I'm going to capture him. I'm going to capture the promise. (laughs) I'm going to capture the anointing of hearing the promise. Oh my God. I'm going to capture the anointing and the possibility of being blessed. And I'm going to put it over here in prison until the Till the other brothers come back and get him. You guys threw me in a pit. <laughs> you hated me. The spirit of hatred was manifesting itself because when Simeon was born, there was a spirit of hatred upon him. Leah said, I have born another son because God knew that I was hated. But Joseph said years later, I'm going to roll that reproach of hatred off the people of God and I'm going to capture Simeon, the second son, meaning impartation. And this spirit of impartation will no longer hold the the promise of God. (laughs) And I'm going to put it in the prison where I was. Oh, glory to God. And so therefore, when Simeon is released from this prison, when Simeon is released from this pit, when the other brothers come back and get him, hallelujah. When the other brothers come back and get them because they didn't come back and get me. So therefore, I have the anointing to break this curse of hatred off of the children of Israel. That the anointing can be distributed throughout everyone (laughs) for generations and generations to come. So Joseph takes Simeon and locks him up in the pit, just like they did to him. (laughs) That's a beautiful thing because he's trying to capture the anointing of Simeon because Simeon had already lost the blessing. Remember I told you Simeon lost the blessing. Simeon lost the blessing because he went in, him and Levi killed, oh my God, wait till I show you this revelation, went in and killed um, the people of their, their sister Dinah. They killed them and they put Jacob now remember, Jacob is the blessing. Israel is the blessing. They put him in jeopardy. Remember I told you when Reuben slept with his father's mistress, Billa, he lost the blessing. Okay, see the spirit of hatred, the devil is going to keep coming with every anointing. He comes with Reuben. He comes with Simeon. He comes with Levi. He comes with Judah. He comes with every anointing. 
and he tries to stop them from receiving the blessing. That's why Joseph said, I will take you, Simeon. I'll put you in jail till the other anointings come back and get you. That all anointings will be made one and that we all can possess the land and they were all there together and they lived and they thrived in the land of Egypt, which Egypt represents the system of the world. So we, as the people of God, we don't have the authority to operate in the system of the world because we don't know the truth of the word of God and the secrets of God and the mysteries of God and the purposes of God and the plans of God. But God said, as we get into the word and as we manifest the truth of the promises of God, we will begin to operate and walk into a dimension of greatness. Okay. And so Simeon went with his brother Levi, where the two or three are gathered together in my name, I'm in the midst, where two or three are gathered together, two or three witnesses, every word be established, two or three, two or three, two or three. How about they knew that, that they knew that was a revelation? How about Simeon and Levi went together and they did this terrible thing and they, see, the devil said, I'm going to hinder Levi's blessing and I'm going to hinder Simeon, Simeon's blessing at the same time. I'm going to get a two for one with them. I'm going to get a two for one. So I robbed Reuben. Reuben doesn't get anything because Reuben slept with his father's maid, mistress, Billa. And then now Simeon and Levi go together. The devil's getting a two for one. They go and kill the entire city. They go and kill the entire town. They go and kill everybody. The sister's husband. They just do the most. And so they also put the blessing in jeopardy. See, what you cannot do is put the blessing in jeopardy. You cannot jeopardize the blessing because you believe that you're living your life and doing what you want and you're fulfilling a great purpose. But when you jeopardize the blessing, you jeopardize it for generations. You jeopardize it for your mom, your dad, your brothers, your sister. You jeopardize it for your husband, your children. You jeopardize it for generations to come. You jeopardize your ministry. You jeopardize your business. You jeopardize helping the homeless. You jeopardize being debt free. You jeopardize establishing that nonprofit that's going to help women to find jobs and secure housing and secure debt-free resources. You jeopardize the hand of God being made manifest in the lives of his people. You'll lose the blessing. So Joseph says, I will hold Simeon until you come back. Until you come back to where? Until you come back to the governmental structure which is the word of God and the promise of God. That promise that allowed Joseph to hold Simeon hostage was the dream, was the dream being established when he dreamt that they would bow. That dream that he had years before now places him in a position to hold Simeon, to hold impartation, to hold the promise until the other anointings come back. So right now, God is saying, this is where the body of Christ is. Joseph, the governmental structure is holding the promise. But if you come under the governmental structure, you will eat, go read that scripture. You will eat the good of the land. You will eat the corn. Joseph loaded them up with many, 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 many resources. Joseph, uh, Genesis uh, 42, Genesis 42, 23. They knew not that Joseph understood them. So they were talking amongst themselves. They did not know that Joseph understood them because Joseph spake by an interpreter. So Joseph, the 11th son, the number 11 also meaning, and I don't want to get too much into Joseph because I have a whole interactive um, 
engagement scheduled for when I release the anointing of Joseph because Joseph didn't possess any land, but I'm still going to release a, a very powerful prophetic anointing as it pertains to, to the 11th uh, brother, the 11th anointing and how powerful, powerful, powerful it is. Okay, so he spake with an interpreter. 11 means to interpret. God revealed some very powerful things concerning the spirit of interpretation, even as it pertains to this passage. Uh, verse number 24, he turned himself about from them and wept and then he returned to them again. This is the spirit of interpretation. Remember I said he sent the brothers until they come back, until they return. So God is saying return to the governmental order so that you can receive the promises of God. He returned to them again. He's interpreting his own action saying, if I do this, 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 they will return to me again. The brothers, the other anointings. And he communed with them and took from them Simeon and bound him before their eyes. Bound the brother, the second brother Simeon before their eyes. Verse 25, then Joseph commanded to fill their sacks with corn and to restore every man's money into his sack and to give them provision for the way. Thus did he unto them. So he did it. He gave them corn. He gave them money. He gave them provision. So underneath this governmental structure, Simeon, the anointing of Simeon rests in the promise anointing. Simeon represents the impartation of the promise. And it's being held underneath the governmental structure of Joseph. I don't have much time, ladies and gentlemen. This is such a beautiful, beautiful revelation. I wish I could continue to go on and on and on. Uh, but I can't. I don't have much time. But we're going to touch bases on it a little bit more. Next week, uh, I'm very eager to get into, uh, this is not finished, but I'm very eager to get into um, Levi. But Galatians 4.28 says, Now we brethren, as Isaac was, are the children of promise. But as then he that was born after the flesh persecuted him that was born after the spirit. Even so, now it is. This is Paul. Verse 30, nevertheless, what saith the scripture? Cast out the bondwoman and her son, for the son of the bondwoman shall not be heir with the son of the free woman. So then, brethren, we are not children of the bondwoman, but of the free. And then it's telling us to stand fast in the liberty where which Christ has made us free, where we will not be entangled with the yoke of bondage. In other words, we are heirs of the promise. And it's very important that we understand to possess the land, to have dominion. We have to understand the word of God, which is fostered and developed by the promises of God. There's four structures, the blessing, the promise, the territory, and the power. So we're going to begin to get into those. We're going to begin to get into Judah, the power of praise, how Simeon had land in Judah. Oh my God, there's so many beautiful things, but ladies and gentlemen, have a blessed week and a dimension of greatness. Have a great and powerful week in Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Be blessed.